Episode 5, Ellison Carter's Diary Entry, The Dream That Wasn't a Dream. I'm going to write this. I have to write it even if I don't want to because I'm sick of my life the way it is. As each year passes, it becomes more meaningless. Is it the damned biological clock? Am I that much of a cliché? More and more, I'm filled with a strange hunger and sorrow. Is it just because I'm single with no prospects for that to change? I don't think so. As much as I would love them, a husband and children aren't the answer. Where have I gone wrong? I've read dozens of books. I've made lists of goals and accomplished most of them. For a while, I even had a freaking life coach. I paid thousands of dollars to that jackass who set me up on an executive dating service. Every one of the wealthy creeps I went out with looked like a first-class ticket to an STD. I'm sick of plans and programs and everybody else's ideas. I don't want to go on this way. Sometimes I feel a terrible darkness all around me. I think the answer lies back at the beginning. For so long, I haven't wanted to go there because it frightens me. But I don't have a choice. For the past six months, I've been remembering the things I saw in a way that I haven't done in years. What happened to me means something that I need to understand, so I'm going to write about the dream that wasn't a dream. I was five years old. That's the first time I remember it. But I have no idea when it started. Each time it came, it always began the same way. I would go to sleep. Then my eyes would open, and it would feel as though I was wide awake. I wasn't in my bedroom anymore. I was flying. Flying is supposed to be fun in dreams, but for me it was horrible. I would be flying over a city, and above would be this giant moon. At five, I didn't know the city was Chicago. I just thought it was the place where I lived. It wasn't. Beneath me would be miles and miles of huge buildings, and all of them were dead and empty. The whole city was empty, not a person in it. As I flew, the only sound was the wind. Then suddenly, from far away, I would hear sobbing, a child sobbing. A moment later, everything would change. I wasn't in the sky anymore. I would be standing alone in the middle of a street, and it was me sobbing, a little girl, crying for her mother and father. Why have they left me? Where have they gone? I'm so scared and so small. Then I hear someone else crying, a woman. She's sobbing as though her heart will break. I look up and yell, Mommy, Mommy, where are you? Her sobs turn to screams. I'm so terrified I cover my ears. High above the buildings I see them coming. Seven lights in a circle falling like leaves. I scream. I've got to get away. I've got to hide. I run across the street to the shabby apartment building where I live. I race up the steps to the big glass door, so heavy, so hard to open. I get it open enough to slide through. Then I look back. The lights are hanging just above the street. They glow with swirling mist, and in the mist they appear. Seven of them like tall, skinny giants, wearing long robes with hoods that hide their faces. Slowly they turn and look at me. I run, but not up the stairs to where I live. I know what's waiting there. The mother who isn't my mother. The mother with huge black eyes. How do I know this? I don't know. I run down into the basement, into the room with the big furnace and all the pipes. I crawl behind the furnace, way, way back into my secret place, where no one else can come. Then I huddle, hugging my knees. 
I can't let them find me. So I make myself stop crying. I stop breathing so they won't hear. But I'm shivering all over. The door is opening. The glowing mist is seeping in. I can't see them, but I can feel them. They're bending down, searching. They know I'm in here. They're reaching for me. Long fingers are grabbing me. I scream and scream. Then everything goes dark. Over and over that dream would come. One morning they say I was found in the furnace room, but I don't remember it. A tenant was doing her laundry and heard me crying. She carried me back up to the apartment where I lived. The door was unlocked and no one was home. It looked as though I had been living by myself for days, eating dry cereal and milk, but the food was gone. Child Protective Services was called and the people in the building told what they knew. Years later I saw the files. Lots of problems in my family. Lots of screaming and crying. They said my mother was strange. They didn't want to meet her in the hall, and my father, something was wrong with him too. He kept to himself. Sometimes it looked like he was drunk. But they said I was always so sweet and friendly. Everyone in the building felt sorry for me, always wearing shabby clothes, never clean. I remember that people gave me things like candy and cookies. An old lady on the first floor gave me lunch almost every day. A rock group that lived on the second floor brought me milkshakes and hamburgers. I liked that because I was always hungry. But they said I never complained. According to the report, my mother was found five days later sitting in a train station. She had been trying to get on trains without a ticket. They committed her to an institution, and I never saw her again. And my father? He vanished like so many fathers of so many other little girls. I was one of the lucky ones. I went to a good foster home where the people loved me. Finally, I was adopted and took their name. I liked Carter better than Vyshinsky. Ellison Vyshinsky just does not cut it, and Ellie Vyshinsky is pitiful. I was happier with the Carters. I ate well, had nice clothes, and they bought me dolls. But the nightmares didn't stop. As the years passed, they changed into new, even more horrible patterns. No more flying over a dead city. I would be lying in bed asleep. Suddenly I would awaken, terrified, unable to move or make a sound. As I stared up at the ceiling, I would see them dropping from the sky, down through the roof of my house, straight into my bedroom. Then they would stand around my bed, one at the foot and three on each side. Like always, their faces would be hidden. They were so evil and so filled with hate. They hated me, but I didn't know why. They would start whispering. They would tell me why they had come. They said they owned me. They owned my family and everyone in it. They said they would do whatever they wanted and I couldn't stop them. Then they would reach down and touch me all over with their freezing fingers. The horror was so awful that I would black out. This went on and on and I was afraid to tell anyone. They said that if I told anyone they would kill me. I was afraid to go to sleep at night. Because I wasn't sleeping I didn't do well in school. At eight years old I honestly thought about killing myself but I just didn't know how to do it. I couldn't figure out a way. Then one day an amazing thing happened. I was sitting on the curb in front of my house playing Barbies with my best friend Jenny. That day, while we were playing, she asked me a strange question. That day something happened in my heart. Two nights later they came again. This time they were so angry I thought they would tear me to pieces. 
They shrieked and screamed. Like always, I couldn't move. The one at the end of my bed crashed down on top of me. As he lay on me, he was ice cold, and he was so heavy that I couldn't breathe. He whispered that because of what I had done, he would do terrible things to me, and when he was finished, he would crush me to death. I felt myself dying. Then something happened that had never happened before. Into my mind came the name that Jenny had told me the name of a person. Though I couldn't make a sound with my mouth, I could scream with my mind, and I screamed that name. Every time I screamed it, they were more enraged, but the weight of the giant got lighter. Then suddenly, the weight was gone. They were gone. Well, that wasn't the end. The battle went on for years. They kept coming back, but each time they got weaker because I kept screaming the name. When I was twelve, the dreams stopped, and I made myself forget about them. I was busy growing up, and I forgot about a lot of other things, too. But it's time to remember, because all of it means something, and I have to find out what that is. And I've been thinking about the name, the name that stopped the evil. The name Jesus. Jesus.